Hello, everybody. Alex here to drop a note about the newest podcast that has launched on the Midwest Podcast Network called Multimedium. The way we tell stories is always evolving. Join Tim and Willie as they guide you through the changing shape of storytelling on Multimedium, a show that analyzes a single work of art and the many forms it can take. I'm releasing the small preview in all of the feeds of our network because I think Multimedium will touch on something that listeners of all of our shows can enjoy. Westworld FM, The Alienist Recap, Gone to Texas are all shows that are specifically about adaptations themselves, while the Midwest Film Nerds and the Midwest Game Nerds fans will love some of the discussion of their favorite movies and games that have become uh, other forms of media or vice versa. So, Multimedium has two episodes out now. The first is about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and their adaptation from the IDW comic book series into the 1990 film while the second is about Resident Evil and its adaptation from a video game into a novelization. Not the direction you might expect them to go, since it also became a movie, but there's some good discussions going on there. Uh, And I think maybe one of the few novelizations of a video game story anyway, so give that a listen. Multimedium is available now in all of your favorite podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Please go subscribe rate and review us on the podcatchers that allow you to do so. And you can also find it at multimediumpodcast.com, twitter.com slash multimediumpod, and send them feedback and suggestions on other adaptations to cover at multimediumpodcast at gmail.com. I will leave you with a brief snippet of their first episode on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but please make sure you go subscribe, download the rest of the episode there to keep on listening to the great conversations that they have about the different forms that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles take, whether they're on the page or on the screen. And for some of the shows here that you haven't heard from me in a while, hopefully I will be back with more information on even more great stuff from the Midwest Podcast Network that you might be interested in. So, without further ado, here's the first episode of Multimedium. Hello and welcome to the Multimedium Podcast, Yo. presented by the Midwest Podcast Network. This is our debut episode. I'm Willie Gibbs, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Mr. Tim Long. Tim Long. Man. Full name. Very official. On yes. This. <laughs> yes. We're more official. What we're trying to do with the show is we're trying to take a look at an original work. So in some medium, whether it's a book, a comic, um, an album. Uh, maybe it's a play, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, a poem. There are so many different wonderful mediums with which creators can tell their stories. And we're taking a look at that original work and then an adaptation or a, uh, a different version of that work in another format. So we all know that the majority of, for instance, the big blockbusters nowadays seem to be adapted from something. Um, generally, when you think of your favorite movies or your favorite um, uh, video games or whatever, a lot of them have a, a root somewhere else. And I think what we want to do here, Tim, if I'm not mistaken, um, is talk a little bit about how these things, these, these creations, uh, translate to another form. What are the decisions that are being made to translate them properly? What works? What doesn't? Is there a better version of the story? Um, we're going to be digging into all that, really, um, in these various various forms. So today's episode is all about 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tim, yes. I want to get into it, man. This kind of came to us as our first idea for, for an episode, I think. Well, Tim brought it up, but uh, I've been on a Turtles kick lately. Um, my my wonderful little two-year-old uh, has become infatuated with the Ninja Turtles. Um, how long that will last, who knows? Uh, kids can be a little finicky with their interests, so I'm just going to enjoy it while it lasts. But I've been digging a lot into the comics and watching the movies and the cartoons with her again and, and, and playing with toys with her and all sorts of fun stuff. So um, one of my all-time favorite films is the 1990, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, directed by Steve Barron. Um, and that movie is specifically based on, mostly on, the the original run of comic books from Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the creators of Ninja Turtles. Uh, Mirage Studios was their comic book studio. Um, that first run of comic books. And I think what's, as we dig in here, I think what we will find, I find fascinating is um, how the film takes something that is very indie, it has a very indie gritty vibe to it, and how they're able to make it a movie that would appeal to a much wider audience. A wider audience that was... A, coming into Ninja Turtles from different forms, and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit. Um, I think, most importantly, we should start with, with the Turtles themselves. I mean, they, they were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird um, under the Mirage Comics studio. These were, these were guys that were, they really, they found a, a kind of a, a kinship through their love of comic books, right? And yes. through the love of, uh, especially Frank Miller at the time. Frank who, Miller's Daredevil specifically, yes, right? Yeah. Yes, which became a huge... Uh, I don't want to call Ninja Turtles a spoof of that, because it's not, but it's certainly pl- paying homage. I mean, you see it in things like uh, the hand Ninja Clan from the Marvel comics, the foot Ninja Clan. Uh, the Daredevil's mentor. Mutagen, yes. The mutagen, yeah. Uh, they, they joke that uh, the same accident that caused the Ninja Turtles caused Daredevil's <laughs> blindness, right? <laughs> Um, uh, Splinter is a kind of taken out of a stick, which is the sensei of Daredevil. In the so you can see the direct influences. Frank Miller's Ronin was another one that they were yes. very, very much um, at the time. Ronin was huge. That was a huge independent. Uh, I don't remember who it was published under at the time. Um, a, Image wasn't around. I want to say it was under one of the DC imprints, but I'm, I'm not gonna look it sure. up real quick. Um, but Frank Miller's Ronin was big, and this this the ninja aspect of that. A lot of that came from this, the, from Frank Miller's Ronin. So check those out if you're interested in kind of the, the genesis. The other comics that they were very inspired by in creating Ninja Turtles were The New Mutants. It was um, published by DC Comics, by DC. the way. DC. Okay, cool. Yep. Thanks. Uh, New Mutants, Marvel's New Mutants comics. Uh, feature film just recently. <laughs> just recently released, finally. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the long gestating uh, feature film. And uh, Cerebus, another independent title. Um, another black and white independent title that was... Uh, the turtles will actually cross over in the first run, with with the character Cerebus. So, those are some of the big things. But the, really, the the idea of Ninja Turtles uh, started as a joke uh, between the two guys. It was it was them goofing off in their their studio, and I think their studio was basically just an apartment. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of the reason why the Mirage Studios was taken because it was a Mirage because it wasn't necessarily a studio. It was two guys sitting in an apartment drawing things. In the living room that yes. had been converted into kind of an art. What is yeah. the show that did a nice little feature on these two? So I want to, yeah, we should mention, I'm glad okay. you brought that up. There are really two great sources if you want, if you really want to dig deeper, and we're going to kind of 
go through because the, the focus of the show isn't the history of the turtles here. But if you want to dig deeper and learn a little bit more about the detail, how this came to be, and all the all the um, the wheelings and dealings that made the turtles what they are now, there's two things I want you to check out. One, there is a documentary called Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is on Amazon. Um, it is available for rental on Amazon Prime. Okay. I don't believe it's free to Prime users, but you can you can rent it. Um, I want to say CBS All Access. If you've got that, it's streaming free on CBS All Access. Oh, interesting, because I will be having CBS All Access yes. soon. So. For uh, Star Trek? Yes. Yeah. So there's that. The other one, that one that you mentioned, Tim, is uh, there's a great documentary series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. And it takes a look at uh, various toy lines, everything from Star Wars to pro wrestling to Power Rangers to Ninja Turtles, and talks about the history of that toy line and how it became uh, these. They became these massive, huge properties. Um, and that one digs into uh, the creation of the Turtles as a comic as well. So they have an episode. I think it's on the th- in the third season of the Toys That Made Us, but they're all worth watching. Um, so check those out. Um, Really good sources to to look at for kind of the the backstory of the turtles creation. Um, the first issue we should mention was published in 1984, self published um, on newsprint. Uh, was a these were big, uh, large format books. These were not what you would if you walk into a comic book store right now. You're not probably not going to find comics like this at this point in time. Um, very different back then. Very gritty in it both its the way it was actually created and the the look and feel of the book itself. So, um, first issue published in '84 uh, out of New Hampshire, which is where the guys were were based at that point in time. Tim, before we dig into a little bit about how the TMNT property became a film behind the scenes, what was your first exposure to Ninja Turtles? Because I would guess it probably wasn't the movie or the comic. It was not the movie, yeah, because mine came in between, right. the, the both of them. Um, I was born in 1984, sure. so I will age myself on this podcast. You and the Turtles are the same <laughs> age, man. So I was born in 1984. It wasn't, I vaguely remember being over at my grandma's house, and I have a, I have an uncle that's a couple years older than me, and he was watching the cartoon one day. And I want to say, my guess would be it would be around eighty eight, eighty nine, probably into that first or second season of the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, because the cartoon started it debuted in late eighty seven in December, but wouldn't go out wider until that next year. Yeah, I think the first, and we'll talk a little bit about how it became a cartoon. But the first run of episodes of the cartoon I think it was ten episodes they they produced to coincide with the action figure line, and they reran those ten episodes. They did so well ratings-wise, they kept rerunning them until yes. they were able to make more. Until they made more, yes. And once they made more episodes... And they had, they had the VHS tapes on top of it. So if you were a kid around my age or a little older even, like the turtles were unavoidable no, in a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> so, like The turtles were just everywhere, everywhere in pop culture. And they were spe- specifically geared and aimed at younger kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my first exposure to the turtles would have been the cartoon series okay now i also remember going to see the movie in the theater or like with yeah. my parents and then having of course that vhs tape that i would run into the ground yeah with the pizza hut commercial yes i play right, <laughs> right out the it's important you know yeah <laughs> so dandelions play a big role in the first two ninja turtles yes, movies dandelions <laughs> So those would have been my first two exposures. Now, the comic book series is interesting for yeah. me. I was not exposed. 
to the Mirage Studios comics until later on mm-hmm. in the run. Like I think it would be, it would have been volume two of these. Okay. Because I got really into the Archie comics. Yes. And the Archie comic series started started as a kind of straight adaptation of those uh, first few episodes of the um, the cartoon that you were talking about, and and then it evolved into something different and something more interesting in a lot of ways too. And it would get weird. They would go into space. They'd go into the future. And there were issues where they would fight like Hitler's brain and stuff. And they would introduce people like the Mutanimals, which were like an environmentally friendly. It got nuts. It got very, it was very strange. And it also, but it was also really cool. And I kind of aged along with that comic. So that comic was, that comic really is my main, because I almost aged out of that cartoon a little bit, but the comic got weirder as I got older. So it kind of stuck with me. And it was a, the way it, came off to me was kind of a more still a little bit more kiddier version of the more adult version of the Mirage comics because I remember I went to a comic book store in the mid 90s as that Archie comics run was kind of getting longer in the tooth and I picked up a Mirage Studio comics and it was way different than what I was expecting it was weird and very sci-fi and very gritty and very just very out there in a lot of ways too but it was also it was the grittiness that separated it from the from the Archie comics that I that I read at the time and especially that cartoon because the cartoon was very silly very light right yes yeah um I honestly I it's pretty much the same for me that's all I've got of the first episode for you in this little preview here but if you want to hear more please head on over to the Multimedium feed in your favorite podcatcher. Search for Multimedium, all one word. Uh, If you cannot find it in your favorite podcatcher, please be sure to tweet at the network. That is at MidPodNet on Twitter. No spaces, no underscores, just M-I-D-P-O-D-N-E-T. Let us know where you'd like to have it show up, and we will do our best to get it submitted as soon as we possibly can. We're very excited to have Multimedium joining the ranks of the network, and we hope you guys love some of the stuff that they have for you. So please make sure you write into them, multimediumpodcast at gmail.com, about any type of adaptation you want to hear from, whether it's a CD that became a comic book. I don't know. Anything you can think of, please let them know. I know they want to get weird with this one. I know that they want to discover some really cool and different adaptations on this show and uh and obviously spread the word about them so make sure you do that we're glad to serve another show to you on our fine network and i'll talk to you again soon thanks for listening we love you see you next time